Kia Koto, welcome to HR Chats with me to Radar, where we chat all things HR and HR related. Today, it's particularly HR related, it's the prestigious HRNZ Award nominations. They're open for submissions. Uh, that could be you. It could be someone you know. Have you entered? Well, we're going to talk all about how to enter, uh, what mistakes people often make with their entries, and simply why indeed it is good to enter. The NZHR Awards are organised by HRNZ that recognise excellence and outstanding achievement within New Zealand's HR community. That's you. The awards provide individuals and teams with the opportunity to take part in a process of discovery, awareness, acknowledgement and achievement. And of course, if they turn up to the evening, they get to take part in a delicious dinner and catch up with their friends. It provides an insight, of course, into the value that HR adds to organisations. To help me discuss all of this today, we have two wonderful guests. I'm talking to Nick McKissack, CEO of Harun, and Elena Calvert, Recruitment Manager at the University of Otago and National Vice President of the HRNZ Board. So, hello. Firstly, Elena, why should people enter the awards? Because we are doing amazing work and we need to celebrate it. People professionals often work in the background, as we know, and this is our time to show everyone the impact we have on our organizations. Um, submitting an entry really makes you think about what you do and the impact you have. But even more importantly, I think we just need to share our mahi. Often, often a lot of it, you know, is it, it's there and you and your team may know about it, your organization may know about it, but the amazing work that you do might not be known by a lot of other people. No, and that's um, one of the things that I think lots of people just don't realize, that it, how, how much the case studies that do come out on the back of the awards from the finalist submissions, how they inspire our colleagues and our business leaders to try something new or um, ultimately we're trying to make organizations a better place to work. But if we tell others in HR community about our successes and then they create their own versions of that in their businesses, uh, just imagine the scale of positive change we can actually influence. That's something we don't often think when we go, oh, we've got this little initiative and I don't know if other people want to know it. Um, I've just seen it happen over and over again when people read the case studies and they go, oh, we could try something like that. This is an idea we can own and make our own and, and really create a difference. So why wouldn't you want to enter the awards? Why wouldn't you want to enter? Hey, now, Nick, I noticed something that Elena said in there, and I think it's often really important, is actually entering something like this, you get a really good chance to to sit back and and assess or reassess what you've actually done. You end up almost doing a sort of a, a study on your own work. Yes, I agree. It's a great opportunity for people to reflect on what they've done and what they've learned. And really, I suppose what it is about what they've done that be worth sharing with other people. And there's always good gems in there. And this is you know, one of the great things about HRNZ as a network is that we can do this sharing and, and spreading of the sort of best practice. Yes. So speaking of best practice, awards always need to have a look at themselves um, and think, oh, you know, are we reflecting the community right? Any new award categories this year? Well, funny you should ask. We have three new award categories this year, actually. So first of those is around uh, well-being leadership. So with the pandemic in particular, HR people have had to step up a lot more around the well-being of their people. 
And so we really wanted to set up a, an award that could shine a bit of light on some of the people that have really been uh, leading the way in this area. So, so that's a new one. Another one is building sustainability through people. Um, we're very keen for HR professionals to get involved and uh, champion the cause of sustainability in their organisations. So uh, there's many ways we can do this. So this award's really to um, try and reflect some of the good work going on in that area. And then finally, we've got the new Academic Impact Award. And that's, um, we're very closely aligned with the academic HR community. They're doing some great research work in there and, and great teachings. And so we just really wanted to give them an opportunity to participate in the program and, and be recognised for the work they're doing. Right. Um, I don't know, Elena, were you involved in any way in kind of discussing these new awards? Because I guess even that, even even thinking about those means you're having another kind of look, a different lens upon not only your organisation, but where HR is going in general. Absolutely. And that is something that as a board we we discuss with Nick all the time is what is the direction where where are we going what are some of the trends what is actually becoming part of the HR or people professional function and how we make sure that we, uh, we bring it um, to the forefront of, of people's mind like sustainability is, is a good example of that so something we deliberately chose to focus on because we think this is uh, very important for for our country but for HR profession as well. Yeah. Hey, look, um, often people are a little daunted by, you know, how much work there is involved. You you open up the the entry form and you look at all the questions and the criteria and how much you have to do. Is it is it a lot of work to enter the awards for people? Well, I can speak from experience here. Um, I have entered in ZHR awards several times myself in the past, both as part of the uh, Ataga branch, the branch of the year category, but also on behalf of the organisation. And um, I can truly say that the amount of time and effort required depends a little bit on the category you enter into, because there are individual ones and there are organizational ones, but also on the initiative. But more often than not, you would have all the information you need there already. And all you need to do is to kind of weave it into the criteria. So it's apply the criteria lens of what you know and what you have done and collected. So it's not nearly as onerous as some people think. And the hardest thing is to start because <laughs> you always go, oh, look, I'm going to do this. But actually sitting down, opening criteria and start writing your thoughts, that's the hardest part. And then it just flows because you know it, you lived it, you implemented it, you're passionate about it and you want you. you, you never have a problem sharing it with the world once you get started yeah and interesting you know i guess the criteria are really important you know how, how much attention should people pay to making sure that they are answering the questions that the criteria are asking for uh, very important and um that's what is provided to give people a bit of an anchor in how to analyze their work and that provides the judges a a, a bit of an I guess a template to work for so they make sure they're comparing everyone with the same lens because all initiatives are very different they are who does the judging Nick who, who sits there and and, and and passes their experience die over all of these entries well we have a large number of judges actually so every award has three judges on a panel 
And um, those panels are consisting of general estate chart professionals or specialists, so it's a specialist award, um, or sometimes people external to HRNZ, so friends of HRNZ, if you like, uh, people like Kirsten Patterson from IOD, um, Bridget Williams, who does a lot of work in sustainability. So we bring in experts to help, depending on what the nature of the award is. Um, but everyone has three judges, and they tend to be people that are chartered or they're board members or they're um, people that are you know strongly involved in the HR community um, in New Zealand. Right, you ever sort of put a call out for people if people think, you know what, I wouldn't mind being a part of the sort of a judging panel. I think I've got some experience. They can get in touch with you. Should that be their particular bent when it comes to awards? Absolutely. Like, uh, we really like uh, rotating the judges a little bit, getting some fresh perspectives. Um, so we do that. Like Every year we'll have a bit of a change in the panels um, or just change people between panels. And I think that's pretty healthy because it just gives, um, you know, just a different set of um, eyes on these things. But yeah, absolutely. If people are interested, they just need to drop me a line. Right. Because I actually, you know, I actually think particularly when you're judging something within your own field, you, you end up coming away with quite a lot of um, knowledge about yourself as well. Have you done much? Have you done any judging, Elena? Yes, I have. And I totally agree that it's you, well, you learn from those submissions, from every single one of them. And that's why I'm so passionate about answering it earlier. Do enter. Do put a submission in because actually um, there is, I think, the feedback we get from the people putting the submissions in, that's how much they learn themselves about their organizations and about their initiatives. And then um, they can take it to the next, uh, next project that they roll out. So, yeah, it's, it's a win-win for everyone. A win-win. Now, speaking of win-win, what are the judges, what are they really looking for when it comes to assessing the entries? Well, we talked about the criteria criteria already and that each category has the clear criteria for a reason. It is designed to make it easier for applicants to write their submissions because uh, they have that anchor, that template to work from. Uh, if you follow the criteria, make sure they're addressed, you're on the right track. That's that's the hardest part done is planning, right? Um, in addition, from my perspective, uh, what we want to see most of all as is, is judges is the impact. Because the, the initiative, you can have all the great things, but if, if you didn't articulate the impact of your initiatives, it's really, it can be a bit hard to know what kind of difference it has made. So any measurable data you can gather will strengthen your application. And that's something we're not very good at necessarily as HR professionals to make sure we collect that as we go. We're getting a lot better at it. But um, just being conscious that actually the feedback, data, anything like this will help you strengthen your application and make the impact clearer. Very important. Nick, you would see a lot of these entries. Um, you've probably seen them over there. Is there any common mistakes that people make? Well, I think the most common mistake actually is not to enter. And I think. Um, people are a little bit shy about things they've done. Maybe they think we're only partway through the journey, or maybe they think things like, well, this is actually designed for larger organisations. Um, but actually, uh, we want to include all of these case studies in the awards process. And I think, too, a huge number of our members belong to small to medium organisations. So we really want examples and things that are going on in that 
that sort of sector that we can shine a light on because those are super helpful to the whole membership. So I think the biggest mistake is to think it's a bit hard or I'm not ready. And in fact, you've probably got some great work you're doing that's really good to, to put into the awards process. The thing, you know, often that's that kind of, there's a sort of a modesty as well, isn't there? Or they think, oh, you know, it might not be quite winning. But, you know, I, I know from having hosted a, a lot of awards, even getting up there as one of the finalists, you know, people are sitting in the audience, they're going through the brochure and they go, oh, oh I want to find out more about that. And they'll catch up with people at the event or, or afterwards and say, hey, I saw you did that thing. You know, what, what's going on there? That, and, and in a way, it's a, it's a showcase of all of, of the great and the good work that's being done. Absolutely. Anything in particular, Elena, that you're hoping to see come through in this year's entries? Um, every year, I probably would say the same, and Nick just, just uh, stole a little bit of my thunder, but we would love to see more of the regional organisations putting their submissions in, because there is amazing mahi that's done in the regions, and often we don't celebrate it enough. So, and same applies to the smaller in size organisations. If So, if you've done something, you're proud of don't think twice and put an entry in because the awards is definitely not just for the big players but people tend to think it's easier to win if you're part of the large um, organization and an enterprise but actually there is it's all about the work and the impact so if you have done it then it doesn't matter how big you are and you'll be amazed how much the big players can learn from some of the smaller initiatives that people with less bureaucracy can can actually make happen much easier and can demonstrate the difference that they make yeah actually some of those smaller more nimble more innovative agencies who you, you know who have to really think uh and have the ability to do something you know what a great platform to showcase this um and look every year at an awards night there there are highlights any, any big highlights from last year's awards or, or previous awards for you nick well, last year's awards program was our most successful ever. So um, we had a more, most submissions we've ever had. And I think that's because HR people have been so busy and had so much to do over the last two years, um, especially with the pandemic. And there's been a whole lot of new things that have come into their, their remit. So there were a lot of stories to tell. And we saw so many excellent stories and a lot of individuals um, entering the individual categories. So that was a big highlight that some um, people got so involved. We also introduced uh, Mana Tangata Awards for, um, you know, work going on in the sort of uh, Maori cultural space. And those and a new Supreme Award added a real kind of new dimension to the actual awards ceremony itself. Um, it was a fantastic celebration. Everybody that was there really loved it. And, and the biggest, yeah, the biggest one we've had. So a lot of highlights uh, for me uh, last year. Uh, Elena, how about you? Any, anything that sticks out over the years from the awards? Yeah, well, I think it's an opportunity to come together and celebrate. I always say HR professionals don't get a chance to let the hair down and, and celebrate because we often support the change or we work in the background but here you are center stage and it's all about you and the difference you make and it's very very inspiring as much as it sounds a bit fluffy potentially but actually I think everyone comes away from the awards go we're doing really good work we're making a difference and it keeps you going for another year because it is hard work in the last two years been absolutely grueling for HR professionals so we deserve to be 
celebrate it and feel like we're doing amazing work and we're making a difference. So that's a big thing. Every any award ceremony I come out from feeling just really good about what I do. Great. I I always I always come out of awards feeling, uh, you know, the ones that I host feeling that I haven't done enough with my life uh, because people are amazing. And and honestly, you know, again, one of the most important things I think with with awards is then to, is to take those stories that you see at an awards night and just talk about them with people to say, wow, I saw this amazing thing. Did you know that these people are doing this or doing that? But hey, look, that's, that's all in the future. And the most important question of all, Nick, what is the closing date for this year's submissions? Right, so the closing date is Monday, the 31st of October, and I think it's 5pm, so we do it on the Monday, so that people can do all the finishing touches on the weekend, or maybe they're looking for a sign-off on Friday, gives them Monday to actually make the submission to us, Um, plenty of time still to get those submissions in, so get into it. Get into it, and this is of course the 24th of these awards. Yes. A lot of awards. Yeah, far out. Hey, well, look, there you go. Um, I know I say as well, you, you don't get to have really great winners without having really good finalists pushing them all the way. So, you know, if you if you know somebody who should enter, if you uh, if you think you should enter, but you're not quite sure, enter anyway. Um, anyone in particular, you know, that's sitting out there watching this, if you could give them one piece of advice, Nick uh, and then Elena, what would it be? Well, first, first piece of advice really is just to get into it. But on your point about nominations, always remember you can nominate other people. So if you've got a colleague doing awesome work and they're a little bit shy, nominate them. And um, we've seen that happen a little bit. Uh, it's fantastic when it happens. I love ringing somebody to tell them they're a finalist and it's the first they've heard of it. It's very exciting. I was going to ask, should, should, you, should you disclose the fact that you're nominated? You can just nominate people without them even knowing. Mm, well, that's right. Probably better to right. Well, everyone loves a surprise. Elena. I'll just say, just get started. Just have a look in the website, look at the different categories and think, is there any of the things, amazing things I've done in the last year, last couple of years that actually might fit, fit the criteria and then sitting down and start working on that. That's the hardest thing, but it's also the one that you need to do sooner rather than later and it's not nearly as onerous as you think so does it have to be work within the last 12 months or is it the last 24 months we, we, what's the sort of the date that that work can be encompassed by i don't think there is a particular deadline but because we're talking about initiative and an impact so if something is still ongoing it might be a bit harder to show the impact that would be the the one one thing i will say but generally if it it's yeah, people relate, I think, more to the last couple of years, and you can correct me there if, um, if I'm wrong, and we tend to see initiatives that could have initiated a long time ago, but they came to fruition in the last couple of years. Brilliant. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Elena. So if you have any questions, please do not hesitate to get into touch with either Elena or Nick, or did have a chat with your local branch, whoever it may be. The most important thing is to enter the prestigious NZHR Awards. Nominations close October 31st. It's a Monday, 5pm. All the very best. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Elena.